Join Jessica Smith on the Like a Girl podcast, where she defies odds, shares inspiring stories, and empowers women to embrace their inner leaders. Tune in for a transformative journey. Hello, hello, people. I hope you're having a wonderful start to your week. I'm going to start this episode with some really exciting news. So my goal with Lead Like a Girl was to use what I'm calling the first season to tell my life story, just to share my journey of where I started, how I navigated and a big part of that is really coming from nothing and just having this supernatural favor and just believing that God had a better plan for me, believing in myself and working really hard. And I thank you all for taking this journey with me and really coming along and listening to my story. I am not done, but I do want to talk about what's next. So I really didn't know where this was going to go, right? There was this lead like a girl that was born from a women's history month, which is coming up on our anniversary. And it was a women's history month at Cox, and I was able to be part of coming up with this theme and just got a lot of great feedback and then decided to just use this podcast as a platform to tell my story because I've been saying I'm going to write a book for many years. But just asking God, hey, I'm just going to start somewhere and be consistent and hope that people want to hear my story, that people are motivated and encouraged and empowered by my story and that I can, you know, bring in an audience that just wants to learn more and and see where it goes. So I am not too far away from being where I'm at currently. And it's like, okay, what's next? So I will have two of my dear friends joining me really soon, and I am just really excited about what we're going to do. Um, we're just kind of just asking God to to lead us, but this next season of Lead Like a Girl is going to be a wonderful trio of direct by family, three women coming together and just having conversations and we'll see where it goes. So love to hear some feedback. If you want to send me some messages on uh, just topics that you might want to hear about or want to learn about whatever, but I'm just going to tell you, it's going to be through uh, three women. These two women that are going to join me are just absolutely super women with superpowers. And um, I'm just so excited about it. So stay tuned. I hope you will stay with me for another season. Um, it's not, it's, this isn't over yet, but I just wanted to 
put it out there this week because I'm really excited about it. So my last episode, I talked about being in inside sales and I was there, I think, I don't know, for about a year. Um, I didn't get the manager job once again, even after I had started. And I talked about how the leader at the time, I believe she was a senior director, and and I'm just so grateful to her uh, because even though she realized that I wasn't someone that she was really interested in, in being in her camp per se, but she helped me and she supported me and she could have blocked me, but I had her support with moving on. And this next job that I'm going to talk about, I learned a very valuable lesson. And, you know, I, I was just having this conversation with one of my sisters and we were just talking about her looking for another job. And a few times we talked about some job postings and she's like, well, I can't do that. I've never done that. Don't know anything about that. And I said, you know, you need to look for a job that you want. Look at the title and say, that's something that I would like to do. Look at the pay and say, that's the pay I want to make. And look at the job description from a standpoint of, can I do that? And I've talked about this before that I think that a lot of times, and, and I get kicked out of, you know, um, sometimes I get kicked out of some rooms by saying this, but, you know, I think a lot of what we go through as women or as women of color or just minorities in general is a lot of it is self-inflicted. I'm sorry, but what we find is that Men, particularly white men, look at a job description and read one or two lines or one or two words. And they're like, yep, I did that. I know how to do that. I know what that is. And they apply. That's it. And so when we talk about not getting a lot of opportunities and not getting the jobs and not making the money we want to make, I really believe that a lot of that is self-inflicted. Not all of it, but a lot of it is. So this was the first time that I had the confidence and even I didn't even think about it until it was brought to my attention from this perspective, which was, listen, you don't have to know how to do everything that's in the job. You don't have to have all the qualifications that's, are listed. Just apply. It's not like it's going to cost you anything. Just apply. So that's the first thing I would say is apply for more jobs. Don't cut yourself out before you've even given yourself the opportunity. So in this particular case, I don't know if I mentioned, but Part of me building a network, what I learned is your network really needs to be like your, your portfolio, like your, like your investments. It needs to be diversified. 
So I had probably two, maybe three recruiters that were in my network. And this one in particular, I would call a friend. We've been chatting since I was in California because this process of even getting the job that I thought I had that I didn't have, what it took forever. And so me and this guy, we're like talking all the time, texting, emailing, we established a relationship. So even after I was already in the company, I would check in with him. He would check in with me. Like I said, this was someone that was in my network, but also someone that I would genuinely call a friend. So he knew my story and everything that I had been through. So he called me up and said, hey, there is a job opening that I think you should take a look at. And I think I mentioned that the cool thing about this opportunity was that a lot of people went from the inside sales manager to this job as a promotion. And even though I was not an inside sales manager, I ended up going through the hiring process and getting this job as a sales engineer, which by the way, probably the majority of the stuff listed and the in the job description, I had no idea how to do. But guess what? I got the job. So I got the job and I was really excited just about the opportunity to do something different, to get exposure. And the first assignment that I had was to support a regional commercial team. So this team dealt with uh, repo companies and banks and all of that kind of stuff that had um, vehicles and they're not in the car business to sell cars. So that team would help these particular clients sell cars at the auction. And I was basically their sales support. But a lot of the work that was required in this job, I didn't know how to do. And it was a lot of building out PowerPoints, running different report, doing like a lot of data analytics, stuff that I don't know how to do, okay? And really, I surprised myself. I learned a lot about myself during that time. Now, also at the same time, I am in school because you may remember me telling the story about the girl that was working on her homework. I asked what she was doing. She shared, and I got signed up to start my business leadership degree right away. So I am a student and I'm doing this job that requires a lot of things of me that I don't know how to do. And so this is how good God is. So like I said, PowerPoints, that type of stuff. And those are things that I am 
doing or learning also in school. So a lot of the things that I'm doing in school are actually helping me in my full-time job. The other things that I don't know how to do, what I learned about myself is that I'm really darn resourceful. And I tell my kids and, and my nephew this all the time, and that is, don't be afraid to ask questions. I am usually not the smartest person in the room, but I can guarantee you I'm probably one of the hardest workers in the room. If I don't know the information, I'm going to figure it out. And what I love about this world is that as time goes on, this world is just evolving into information at our fingertips, right? So those of you that are having kids now, I don't know what these kids are going to become one day, but what I know is that we came up in a world that when you had to go and seek out information, it was not an easy thing to do, right? So we all remember going to the library or having these big old encyclopedias. I mean, that was research. And now with everything we have with AI. I mean, come on, people. If you can't figure shit out, sit down. You Lay down. Go somewhere. There's just too much. There's just too much information. There's too many tools out here. Now, we have more even today than this is even just a few years back. But what I did was I just always asked questions. So I'm the person in the room that if I don't understand something, I'll ask a question. And if I still don't understand, I'm going to ask another question. And if I have to wait till the meeting is over or the class is over and come back and say, you know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just slow. I don't get it. And I've just always been the person who ask questions because I don't want to leave a situation and not meet the expectations that are there of me. I want to do the best that I can do. And if I don't have the information and, you know, because when I ask my nephew, he's the worst. What, why don't you open your mouth and ask questions? And what he's told me before is that I feel stupid. I don't want to sound stupid. Well, guess what? You're going to look and sound real stupid when you fail the dang test. Or in my case, when you come back and you don't meet the expectations. So which is it? Do you want to feel stupid and ask questions now? Or do you want to be delinquent and then look stupid and still have to ask the questions to do the task over again. So I I just try to always ask questions and that's what I learned about myself during that time is that I had to ask a lot of questions and I also had to be not afraid to ask for help. So one of the things about this team, they this team was known, they used to say that a lot of uh, VP's kids were on this team because, again, it was a place to get a lot of exposure to get you to that next good job. So these were pretty 
smart kids. That, I mean, a lot of smart, I call, I call them kids because when you have a 30-year-old, anyone in their, you know, between 20 and 30 are kids. So really, really smart kids. And these, they were building PowerPoints. Had they, this is what they did all day, every day. So what I learned to do is when I would have a task that required a heavy lift to build out some sort of PowerPoint or whatever it was, I would just go to my right. And this was back when we were in the office. I'd go to my right, go to my left. And hey, um, do you have you ever had to build one of these for one of your directors or clients? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I just did one of those. Oh, okay, do you mind? Can you? I mean, there's no point in me reinventing the wheel if I'm sure you worked really hard to do yours. Do you mind if you you can say, oh, yeah, sure. And they'd send it right over. And as long as you give me an example, oh, I'll figure it out. All I had to do was change the name of the client, go in and run the reports to speak to their specific business, And the hard work of building that deck out and saying everything that you needed to say and present, that was already done. So that made my life really easy. And once I had my go-to people, and listen, they knew that there were things that were my strengths and areas that I could help with. Um, If there were specific sales strategies or things that, they needed to do to support the clients. They can come to me. I'm always willing to help. So I'm a taker, but I'm a giver too. So I I never mind helping out any teammates, which means I I'm never hesitant to ask for help when I need help. So I got off to a really good start. I was really excited and most of the people and the accounts that I supported, they knew that my background was really, I was a sales leader. So they allowed me to support them a little differently, a little more hands-on. And I remember a particular time where I was able to go and do an actual presentation. So we were kind of the people who, you know, built the deck, did all the work on the back end, and then we would hand it over to the salesperson or we had a consulting team where someone would go out and actually present to the client. So I remember having that opportunity because they knew that I could. And I was so excited. And we went to, I think it was in Florida and had this presentation And I was there with the staff and the uh, CEO was there, all of the C-suite, and it was exciting. And I got up and I did the presentation. There were some things that I wasn't too well versed at, but the salesperson was in the room. They were able to answer those questions. And I'll never forget, you know, I was nervous like most things, like I'm nervous when maybe five minutes before and then as soon as I open my mouth, the nervousness is gone. At the end of it, I remember when I left, he gave me a hug. And I'll never forget the 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 sales guy, Ricardo, good friend of mine now, now, but 
he was busting my chops and he's like, oh, he just gave you a hug because he wanted to, you know, he, he wanted to give, he wanted to get a feel. And I'm like, no, he gave me a hug because I did a good job, asshole. So it was like, it was exciting. It again, gave me exposure, right? And when you have those opportunities, take them, offer, volunteer, sign me up. Hey, I can do that. I can do, take on those big projects because they won't know what you're capable of. And you may not even know what you're capable of unless you raise your hand, you put yourself out there and get yourself some exposure. And then when you win, Tell people about it. It's your success. It's your story. Brag on yourself. You're going to hear me say this a million times. It ain't bragging if it's true. Tell your own story. So I'm in this role and I remember when I was hired, the think he was the AVP, he was crystal clear on why I was taking the job. Okay. He knew my back. He knew my background. He understood that I was definitely not a sales engineer by far. And he shared with me the concern that I wouldn't be there long. And it really took anywhere from, you know, eight months to a year for people to even just get ramped up into their accounts or the teams that they supported. And then that second year is really where they're able to accomplish some big things and and, and do some great work. So I said, okay, so let me just ask you, what is your expectation in terms of how long I will stay in this role? So once upon a time, I understand that there was a policy at the company that you had to be in a role for so long before you can move to another role. Well, they removed that some years back, and I can't recall if it was before or after this, but it may have only been six months. And he says, well... As I mentioned, you know, it takes a year, that second year. So I really would like people to be here for two years before moving on. Now, one of the reasons why I was so excited once I got there is because I learned that there was actually different levels of being on that team. And I could see myself growing and getting promotions and not having to change teams. So I thought to myself, okay, this will be great because I can stay within the team and move up to a director at some point when they figure out, okay, she's the real deal. She is who she says she is. This is where she belongs, right? This is the level. Let's let's level her where she belongs. So bottom line was that I gave him my word that day that I would stay on the team for two years. And I'll never forget, I went back to my desk and we had like the dry erase concept 
cubicle. And I wrote two years from that day on my cubicle. And every day I came and I looked at that date and that is what I was working towards. What is my next? Every day I was trying to figure it out. I was learning more about different roles, different business units within the company. I was literally planning two years in advance. And if you ask the people who knew me, they'll tell you, okay? So, and and listen, I'm, I wasn't talking about leaving the company. I was finding other roles within the company. But for me, I gave some of my word and I was committed to keeping my word. That's it. So, As I began to learn about different opportunities, I continued to grow my network at the same time. I also continued to share with others what I was learning on the way. Now, let me rewind a little bit because I would say it was maybe not even two months. I know it was a short period of time. When I left the inside sales team and I went on to be a sales engineer, that entire team, including my manager that I mentioned, had the suit open against the company, that entire team was wiped away. And I remember everybody saying, oh, you must have known. You got out just on time. And truth is, I had no idea. I didn't know. I didn't know anybody that, no insight I wouldn't have had the ability to have that information. But it looked as if I was saved right before the ship sank. So again, had I gotten that manager role the first time or even the second time, I would have been gone again. And that's going to be a common theme for me. I don't know about you, but that's a, that's a common theme for me in my career and in my life. Those things that sometimes we really want and we pray for and we hope for that don't happen and we're just crushed. We are really hurt. We are really disappointed. We are really angry. Most every time I sit back and I'm like, wow, if that 
would have happened, this wouldn't have happened. That door closed, but this door opened. And I don't know about you, but most of the time, it's always something better, even better than what I was asking, better than my wildest dreams. God is so good. He knows what's best for us. So I would just encourage you, that door that just closed, it closed for a reason. There's another one that's going to open and it's going to be better. You just got to know. So I am in this thing. I'm doing it. I got my two-year date up in front of me. I am going after new opportunities to meet people, but I'm really just trying to figure out like, what do I want to do next? Like what, what is it that I want to do? And here's what I found is that there really isn't anything. I know that there are people that are just like, I'm a car girl or I'm a car guy and I just love this business and the automotive that that's, that's just, that's not me. Like I really could give a shit about any of this. Just, I'm just being honest here. It's, it, it doesn't. And you'll hear me say this over and over again. Uh, this really is just the vehicle in which is helping me do what I love to do. And that is people, 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 people. So what I am excited about is that this industry has embraced me and given me the opportunity to connect with people that are passionate about this thing that I can help grow and develop them so that they can be the best version of themselves. That is what I'm passionate about. That is what excites me about being where I'm at. Thank you for tuning in to another insightful episode of Lead Like a Girl. We hope you found today's podcast valuable. If you enjoyed our podcast, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on your preferred platform. Your feedback is crucial in helping us continue to provide high-quality content. If you found the content inspiring, we would like to encourage you to share this podcast with your network. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories and leadership insights on Lead Like a Girl. Until next time, lead with passion and purpose.